Hello everyone. Today's subject is Divine Feminine. I want to preface this episode by saying that all beings have aspects of Divine Feminine and Divine Masculine present within them. But this particular episode is designed and aimed at those who are born into this physical reality as females who are resisting the Divine Feminine within them, who wish to come into more alignment with the Feminine Essence which they chose to come in with when they chose the incarnation of a female body for this life. Part of living from the heart and living with integrity is to come into alignment with the essence of who we really are. And as women, and as a human society, we have been in resistance to the divine feminine within us for far too long. This third dimension which we exist in is a dimension based on the idea of contrast. Now contrast meaning polar energies, I know what I don't want, so I know what I do want. Part of what develops out of polar energies is duality from unity. So if we look at the universe in terms of unity, the dual aspects within that unity is God and Goddess, and translated into the physical dimension, that is, man and woman, yin and yang. The Divine Feminine is the Goddess, the Divine Masculine is God. Divine Feminine Energy represents these aspects within the universe. Restoration, life, renewal, creation, birth, healing, receptivity, openness, nurturing, love, understanding, compassion, insight, intuition, wisdom, forgiveness, the moon, connection, harmony, and sensuality. To come into the expression of your own Divine Feminine is to search for and to connect with these energies, these things which are representative of Divine Feminine within our being and allow those to express themselves. It's understandable why many of us haven't done this. In our modern day society, it's extremely hard to cultivate open receptivity when you're competing in the workplace, like so many of us are doing as women. But our health as women is dependent on us allowing ourselves to come into contact with these things which we have suppressed, these aspects of Divine Feminine, and allowing those aspects of our true selves to express themselves. Our womanhood is unique, meaning that each woman is a unique expression of Divine Feminine. What that means is, we are not looking to conform to any archetypal idea of what womanhood or Divine Feminine is or isn't. We are looking to define what it is for us to allow our own Divine Feminine to flow through us, 
to express into this physical dimension. This is about releasing the things that disallow our true feminine essence from radiating through us and reclaiming who we really are. Many of us have built our lives and our image either in resistance to the traditional idea of what feminine should be or in support of the traditional idea of what feminine should be. This is a problem because neither course of action represents our true selves. Neither allows us to be who we really are. Instead of being genuine to our true feelings relative to our feminine identity, we spend our time rebelling against expectations or embracing expectations that we don't actually enjoy because we desperately want acceptance and approval. We should ask ourselves, is there any part of the traditional gender role of being female that we actually enjoy? For example, do we actually enjoy wearing high heels or makeup because we enjoy the unique and creative image we are projecting to the world? Are we using these things to highlight our femininity? Or do we do it because we feel we are not adequate without it? And must simply do it because we are female? Do we enjoy the idea of a man being a provider because it is fun to experience a person loving us enough to support our physical needs and wants? Or are we accepting a man as a provider because we do not feel capable? The answer will vary from woman to woman. And then we need to ask ourselves, does the answer we receive come from a good emotional space or a negative emotional space? I'll give you a personal example. A while ago, I stopped wearing makeup altogether. The reason is I started to get really frustrated at the fact that cosmetics companies were selling the idea that women were not good enough naturally as they wake up. I started getting really frustrated at the idea that men can just roll out of bed, just throw their clothes on, and in 10 minutes they're in the car, whereas we're expected to perfect ourselves before we leave the house. It made me just mad enough that I stopped wearing makeup altogether. And then I asked myself, does me not wearing makeup have to do with the fact that it simply doesn't add to my happiness, or does it come from a place of extreme resistance? Knowing what I know about the universe, I understand that resistance is total disallowing of who we really are. You can't be in an aspect of happiness and be resistant at the same time. So I started to explore my idea about makeup. What did I find? I actually love it. I'm an artist at heart. I love the idea that I can highlight what I want to show to the world. I get to choose what aspects of myself I get to highlight or diminish. I get to choose what colors I wear. My face has become like a canvas. And it is from that space of pure enjoyment which I put on makeup now, not the idea that I'm not good enough without it, which is what makes makeup an appropriate decision for me. It may not be an appropriate decision for all women. To me, wearing makeup feels like empowerment not powerlessness to the idea that I'm not good enough without makeup, which is how it was before. So for me, the traditional gender role of a woman wearing makeup is right for me personally, where another woman might ask the same question and decide that it's not right for her. Here's another story. I was raised with a mother who is a seething feminist. My mother was a byproduct of the 60s. She was a part of the women's rights movement, and so my mother has been in resistance to her own femininity for years. Ironically, under the guise that she is for femininity. She has also been rejecting the traditional view of femininity for years. She dressed like a man. She burned her bras in public. These were all demonstrations of rebellion. And so, of course, by virtue of her resistance, she managed to manifest a daughter who was all about lipstick, push-up bras, and high heels. <laughs>
But what did this mean for me as a child? It meant that my mother went to great lengths to exclude anything pink from my wardrobe and toys. I got the message very young that pink was a color for girly girls, and that girly girls were powerless, weak, pathetic, and at the very least to blame for the continual tyranny of men. I was repulsed by pink growing up because of that ideal that I was raised with. I looked down on women who identified with pink as inferior and as a discredit to my own gender. But when I went through therapy several years ago, I was asked to think of a color during a visualization, which felt safe to me, and pink kept coming up. So I decided to question my thoughts about pink, and what I found is, I love pink. It is one of my favorite colors, and yes, it feels very safe to me. So the reason I was in resistance to pink had nothing to do with the color in and of itself. It had to do with the fact that I was associating it with something. Something which I saw as negative, something which I saw as powerless. And so I had rejected an aspect of my femininity relative to pink because of that ideal. So for me, coming into alignment with Divine Feminine was to embrace pink. <laughs> the thing about life in general is that if we are committed to living the kind of life that makes us happy, we need to commit to only keeping beliefs and practices that add to our happiness. This means that many of us, during this process of embracing our own Divine Feminine nature, will be embracing things that are traditionally seen as feminine, while some of us will be discarding them. The goal, as far as embracing our femininity goes, is taking the time as an individual, not as the female race, to decide what works for you and what doesn't. What serves your personal happiness and what doesn't. We do not have to and should not get rid of beliefs and practices that work for us based on the fact that other people have decided that it doesn't work for them. We simply need to be very honest with ourselves about what does and does not work for us. Here are some suggestions which will help you tap into your Divine Feminine Essence. The first being, create. Feminine Essence, Divine Feminine, is all about creation. That is why, as women, we create life. So to come into contact with your own Divine Feminine, you need to learn how to allow yourself to create. One of the best ways to do this is to start doing art. There's not one art form that is superior or inferior to any other you'll find that your unique creation best expresses itself through this type of art, be it collage, or this type of art, be it painting, or this type of art being dance. There's no limit to the way that you could create. But for those of you that feel especially blocked relative to allowing yourself to create some kind of art, I suggest picking up the book, The Artist's Way. The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron is designed specifically to help people who do not naturally create by way of doing art to come into alignment with the aspect of them that does want to create through art and to allow that side to become unblocked and flow unrestricted into the physical dimension. The second suggestion is to collaborate. Come together as women. One of the most healing things when it comes to the Divine Feminine Essence expressing itself is to collect yourself together as a group of women. To set it up or attend groups oriented towards women. Come together for the sole purpose of healing and expressing your own Feminine Essence. What is it to be a woman? Get together and talk about it. Several cultures in our ancient past understood this. In fact, this principle of women unifying in order to allow their feminine essence to express itself, is the idea behind the entire Red Tent movement. 
My favorite thing to do is to do a woman's group where I invite a bunch of women over to the house and we do a meditation on the womb. So what we do in meditation is after we breathe enough to center our minds, we visualize ourselves sitting in our own wombs. We observe our wombs, we observe the way that we're feeling relative to our wombs, and then we're treating our womb as if it is a separate entity. We ask it any question we want to ask it. We ask it about how it's feeling, what it wants, what bad memories it holds. You can hold groups which are centered around a feminine subject such as periods or motherhood and open up the floor for discussion. It's incredible the kind of healing that can occur when women are opening up about their own womanhood to each other. There's no right or wrong way to do this and you can trust that when you gather women in a room the energy will always go in the direction of healing. I do have to interject a caveat here. Usually when women gather into women groups there's a no guys allowed policy. But I want to remind you that exclusion is the exact opposite of Divine Feminine Essence. Divine Feminine is all about inclusion. Separation of the sexes is part of what fuels the fire and misunderstanding between us. So I don't want you to think that I'm saying that you need to hold only women groups. In fact, if men want to participate in these gatherings, then consider yourself in good company. This means the men in your life are not threatened by the Divine Feminine, and so it will be that much easier for you to express yours around them. I am simply suggesting that you gather together as a group of women because of the fact that it can be so healing to the Divine Feminine, and other women can help you to come into alignment with your Divine Feminine. It also seems quite difficult for many women to express their Divine Femininity with a man in the room. This is not how it is naturally. This is simply the byproduct of women being taught to suppress their femininity. It is a byproduct of embarrassment and shame that we do not feel as if we can open up with ourselves as women when a man is present. But having an open-minded, curious man present, or several present at these gatherings, can actually help us as women to learn that we can unleash the divine feminine around men. Think of it as rehab. Besides, we are always complaining that men do not understand us, so help them out, open up and maybe they will. Explore your sensuality. Divine Feminine is known as beauty incarnate, and so it is time to celebrate beauty in your life. Do your surroundings reflect sensuality? Are they aesthetically pleasing to you? If not, it's time to redecorate. Surround yourself in aesthetically pleasing things. Allow yourself to enjoy sensual pleasures, whether it's a warm bubble bath or fragrances you like. Surround yourself in color. And it is time to begin exploring your own sexuality. Our bodies should never be off-limit to us. It is incredibly important that we explore our bodies, that we learn how to sexually pleasure ourselves as women. If we don't do this, we're never going to be able to find sexual pleasure with a partner. So for those of you that feel cut off from this side of your life, I suggest a book called Getting Off by Jamie Waxman. There's a double benefit to this aspect of sensuality. If you learn how to pleasure yourself sexually as a woman, you'll be releasing tons and tons of stress-relieving chemicals, and when you do that, it helps your hormones balance out. The next suggestion is to explore, question, and heal your ideas and beliefs and feelings relative to motherhood, and relative to your own mother. 
it doesn't really matter whether you're planning on having children or not. Many of us have unhealthy ideas and feelings about motherhood. Either we are in an unhealthy state of resistance about it, or we feel that it is our only mission as women, as if it is our only way to have significance and justify our existence. Neither of these ways of being is healthy, and neither of them makes us healthy as individuals or as mothers when we do end up having children. Also, your first introduction to Divine Feminine is your relationship with your mother. And so, if you have any kind of problems with your mother, then you have resistance to Divine Feminine. Part of your process of coming into your own feminine essence is to examine and heal that relationship within yourself. For some of us, this is a tall order. Don't worry, this doesn't mean you have to reconnect with your mother physically, it doesn't mean you have to become best friends, she does not even have to be alive. But it means we need to separate ourselves from her, so we can shed off all the damaging ideas she passed on to us. We need to forgive her for her damaging perceptions, we need to set ourselves free from her. And we will find that once we distance ourselves mentally from her regime, we can learn to be ourselves, who we choose to be fully, and only then can we make peace with our mothers. And it is only when we make peace with our mothers that we can truly embody the Divine Feminine within us. Examine your current perspective of womanhood. Explore the current perspective of womanhood and what it meant to be female in your family, and explore what it means to be female in your greater society. It's important that we examine the gender roles that exist within the society of where we grew up, where we live in the world specifically, because those set up our beliefs relative to femininity, and many of those beliefs get in the way. So what does it mean to be female? This is going to vary based on where you live. It's going to vary based on where you live, even within the same country. For example, where I live in America, the traditional role of being female entails makeup, high heels, birth control pills, Concealing periods with tampons and pads, dresses, wearing bras, shaved legs and armpits, getting married, raising children, cooking, cleaning, kindness and caretaking, not managing household money, not having careers, self-sacrificing to remain virtuous, shopping, decorating the household, and allowing men to do the heavy lifting or manual labor jobs for us. You want to examine the ones that you connect with and enjoy, and the ones that you do not connect with and do not enjoy. Which ones do you feel personally reflect Divine Feminine, and which ones do you feel suppress it? I want to tell you a little story about my next-door neighbor. On the street where I live is a woman who is a stay-at-home mom. She raises two sons. This woman has become the bane of my existence because she loves being a mother so much. Seems like every time I look outside the window, she's skipping along the street with her children, she's waiting for them to come home from school, she's baking cookies and delivering them around the neighborhood. Now, every time this woman interacts with me, it highlights my own sense of insignificance as a mother. I feel like a terrible example, because I can't seem to feel that same sense of joy when I'm staying at home raising my children. Now for a long, long time I felt inadequate. Super inadequate. Every time I ran into this woman, I would feel worse and worse about myself. And then I sat down and I asked myself the question. 
do I really want to live the kind of life that she's living? Or do I feel this kind of envy for her because I think I should feel that way relative to raising children and I don't? The answer was, I feel miserable when I'm sitting at home raising children. I've got all these goals, worldly goals, and that's what my true passion is. And I love my son. I love him more than anything in the world. But the idea of being the one who stays home and raises him while the man in my life goes out and works feels like prison to me. And so, for me, expressing my own divine feminine does not mean staying at home and being the sole person who raises my child while the man in my life goes out and works, where that may actually be the expression of divine feminine within my neighbor. For me, it does not mean I'm any less of a mother, raising my child the way I raise my child, as opposed to the way she raises her child. I am a different kind of mother. That is because the divine essence within me, divine feminine, expresses itself relative to motherhood differently than her divine feminine expresses itself relative to mothering. So, staying home to raise children feels like prison to me, Whereas, much to the dismay of the podiatrists in this nation, I love wearing high heels. To me, it makes me feel elegant. It highlights the divine feminine within me quite nicely. And so, I wear high heels. Speaking of which, you will find relative to divine feminine that there are some aspects of divine feminine which you are perfectly in alignment with, while others you are very out of alignment with. For example, I am perfectly in alignment with sensuality relative to Divine Feminine. That is an aspect of my life which I have healed and I have come totally into alignment with, which is why so many of you feel the intense sexual energy behind these videos, behind my presence in general. Whereas I am not healed relative to Divine Feminine when it comes to motherhood. So for me, learning how to allow the Divine Feminine within me to express itself means coming into an aspect of healing relative to motherhood. 6. Get in touch with your intuition. This means, listen to your emotions. A woman who is run by logic is a woman who is profoundly out of touch with her own divine feminine. Womanhood is a receptive state of being. Receptivity means we do not build walls around ourselves. Instead, we are in a state of profound openness. And part of what comes with that openness is receptivity to that which is beyond the physical dimension. Part of what comes with that openness is receptivity to other people. So the question to ask yourself is, do I shut people out? If you find that you shut people out, if you build walls against them, if you withdraw, if you escape, you are not expressing your own Divine Feminine. 7. Cultivate openness, love, compassion, and gentleness towards the world and towards yourself. I want to reiterate that this does not just apply to others, but it also applies to yourself. In our modern society, we push ourselves so hard every day, there seems to be no room for these qualities within ourselves. But we are developing breast cancer because of it. We are dying because of it. Our delicate biochemistry cannot keep up with what we are doing to it. Spiritual practice will always help you get in touch with these divine feminine qualities. If you are watching this video, you have already begun the process. So I want you to choose three changes that you can make on a weekly basis to allow these traits, these qualities, to express themselves in your life. For example, you could commit once a week to calling a friend for the pure intention of listening 
really listening to them, not with a judgmental mind, but just for the sake of finding compassion and pure understanding for them. Or, you could write affirmations on papers and carry them with you in your purse and hand them out to random people, or place them on random car windshields so when the driver gets back, they can see this note on their windshield and receive some sort of affirmation from the universe. That's a perfect expression of divine feminine energy. Or, you could commit to doing one kind thing for you each day, one thing for yourself. For example, go get yourself a pedicure. Buy yourself that thing you've always wanted. Let yourself go to sleep instead of finishing that project. It's important that you know that you can trust yourself to know what is right for you to do. You can trust that you know what you need to do in your life in order to allow the Divine Feminine to express itself. It's been trying to all along. It's been knocking at the door. And so you know it's there. 8. Do meditations that are aimed specifically at connecting to the Divine Feminine. There is no right or wrong way to do this. You can invent your own if you like. But hundreds of these meditations can be found online. Guided meditations are extremely effective, and a lot of people have great ideas about how to go about connecting with your Divine Feminine Essence. If you type Divine Feminine Meditation into YouTube, you'll be bombarded with all kinds of meditations to try. So my suggestion is to do any of them and all of them. The worst that can happen is you find one that works. <laughs> Examine your resistance relative to every aspect of being female on any level, such as the spiritual, mental, physical, or societal level. Resistance is a word we use to describe the energy behind negative emotion. Do you have resistance, therefore negative emotion, relative to your periods? Do you have resistance to natural birth? Do you have resistance relative to being a wife? Do you have resistance relative to your own breasts? Do you have resistance relative to wearing dresses? Do you have resistance to wearing or not wearing makeup? Do you have resistance towards being open with others? If you have resistance in any area of your life relative to any aspect of reality that you identify as female, then you have something in the way of Divine Feminine within you. Try to find your core beliefs relative to the resistance you feel, and then release those core beliefs. Nothing helps Divine Feminine shine through better than releasing our resistance relative to the things that you associate with femininity. For example, you do not need to wear dresses in order to express the Divine Feminine within you. But if you have resistance to dresses, you are suppressing the Divine Feminine within you. We need to be willing to heal our negative emotions relative to anything that we identify as female in order to set the female within us free. Divine Feminine does not need to be cultivated or created. It is the essence of who you are in this life if you have come in as physically female. There are some exceptions to this rule. But for most of us, we have come in with the express intention of embodying Divine Feminine. The reason I tell you that it's important to know that you do not need to cultivate Divine Feminine is because it is important to understand that this is not going to be a process which is super, super difficult. It's not like you have to come in and clear everything that's in the way of Divine Feminine and then work towards becoming a woman. <laughs> this is how it goes. Divine Feminine, being the essence of who you are, is always there, ever-present, like a light behind a window. 
The same as worth is like a light behind a window. All you need to do is to start wiping the filament out from in front of that light so the light can shine through. All we need to do is to clear the thoughts and actions which are preventing that Divine Feminine from showing for the Divine Feminine to show through. The only thing that's preventing our Divine Feminine from coming through the physical dimension through our thoughts, words, and actions are the thoughts, words, and actions that we use which get in the way of it. In other words, if we begin to release the things which are obscuring the essence of who we are in our aspect of Divine Feminine, our Divine Feminine will shine through. The icing on the cake of this process of coming into Divine Feminine can be highlighted, I think, by reading a book which I've actually been reading this last month. It's called The Woman Code by Elisa Vitti. Here's the book for any of you that want to get it. It's an incredible book. I'm quite impressed with it. Even though I don't agree with every single aspect of this book, most of it has blown my mind. I was not aware of how much I was even in resistance to relative to my own femininity. In fact, I believed for a lot of years, like I said in the last video, that there are just some things that come along with being female which are our cross to bear. This book really changed my mind about that. And that's pretty impressive when any kind of book changes my mind. So, so I'd suggest that any of you who are women read this book. It'll help you in this complicated modern society to come into alignment with what it is to be a woman. It'll help you become more healthy. And it's super important to understand, and I can tell you this just as a medical intuitive, that so much of the reason that we as women suffer here is because our very delicate biochemistry, our hormones, are way out of balance. Most women I know have hormonal imbalance problems. It's a pervasive issue. And this book really helps you to understand how to live your life, how to structure it, so that your hormones will remain in balance instead of masking symptoms. Let's face it, it's exhausting suppressing the essence of who we are in this life. And so, I for one think that it's time to stop suppressing it and to start expressing the Divine Feminine within us. I for one am ready for it. Have a good week.